0: Real life, real conversations, motivational, fitness, self-defense, weight loss, live from the Great 1-8. This is Real Talk with Mark Cox.
1: Here we are. We're live. Good morning, good Good Francis. How are you doing today? I'm doing well, brother. How are you doing? I'm doing so good, so good. Good. I'll I'll uh, get into the story and how we met and stuff like that. But let me just give you a couple minutes to introduce yourself. Let our guests know. Welcome everybody to Beyond the Mat. If you haven't been with me before, we get entrepreneurs, martial artists, coaches, people that change other people's lives and get their stories out there on the on the airwaves and we want to thank my sponsor emilio ramon also that's on the bottom right here he's the one that helped me write my book just in case you guys didn't know i wrote a book nice
2: nice nice. Uh,
1: called beyond the mat and i kept my this is my book right here and i wrote the book on kind of what it was like for me to well start a podcast and then get it started in the martial arts world and my my ups and downs of it so with no further ado francis once you take it away and introduce yourself
2: Hi, everybody. My name is Francis Serrano. Uh, people know me as Big Boy Screamador. Uh, that's my handle on TikTok and in, uh, and on the gram. Uh, how is like the kids say nowadays, right? Uh, and I'm, I'm just so grateful that Mark invited me to be a part of this. And he was mentioning about, you know, he brings in people that, 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 that transforms entrepreneurs, that this encourages a lot of people. And he also brings me in. So, uh, you know, I'm just very grateful <laughs> grateful for that. Uh, I own uh, Filipino Martial Arts School here in Riverside. I also uh, co-own uh, Wack Wack Padded Sticks, uh, which is a, a new uh, Wack Wack uh, company that, that, that uh, manufactures and sells uh, pa- uh, quality, quality padded sticks, uh, you know, that's durable and yet still be able to have some fun with it. And I've been a martial artist, Filipino martial artist for over 25 years now. So I think I kind of like it. So yeah, and I also host you know, Queer Doug Marqueda uh, um, on his uh, on his seminar here in Los Angeles, uh, I mean, here in Southern California a few months ago. And I'm hosting him again next month with uh, Le- Legacy FMA in, in San Francisco in October. So if you guys want more information, that's legacyfma.com forward slash Doug Marqueda. So thanks for having me, Mark. I appreciate it.
1: Yes, great introduction. So let's talk about your TikTok handle, right? You talk, you call yourself Big Boy Screamer, correct? Yes, yes. B- Big and so, Boy Screamer, yes. And so, I've been watching you. Oh, thank you. For probably, I don't know, about a year, right? I just okay. kind of, you know, I'm one of those, you know, I'm, I'm the same one that scrolls through and watch, uh, watches TikTok videos all the time, and then I kind of hit follow button on on things that are 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 interesting to me, and so I've been watching right. you for a while because. In my martial arts world, uh, when I talk to you, I, I've done Filipino martial arts and, I, right. and it's one of the ones I enjoy the most, especially when it comes to sticks. Right. I think sticks is a great equalizer. Right. Uh, doing a background in Krab Maga and what I do, you know, somebody has a knife on you, it's a very scary thing, but I believe yes. that a stick can be a great equalizer on somebody yes. with a knife.
2: Yes, absolutely. Right. Absolutely.
1: And so I've always been intrigued by them. And I think I told you before, uh, you know Ron Balicki and Danny and Santo is kind of where our my lineage, I guess, would be kind of in that in right. that world, right? Right. So I brought it in. I brought I brought that in into Tonkado a long time ago when I was doing it, even before Krav Maga. Uh huh. And so I've been doing it for a long time. So I've always been kind of intrigued by watching you and and, and the you. other and you know and other Filipino martial arts that are out there. And I was like, I kind of I, I said, I'm going to reach out to him. i like to have him on, on, on the show because I've watched you, to be honest with you. Uh, I'll tell you, it takes some balls to get out there oh, absolutely. and put yourself out there. Absolutely. OK, especially on TikTok, because I've done this a few times and I've watched your demeanor. You have an excellent demeanor when you 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 put people's questions up or how you know shit talkers or whatever they yeah. Yeah. You, you know uh, and stuff like that. And I've watched how you you kind of interact, and you have a really good demeanor about yourself. I suck at that, just so you know. Sometimes when I put stuff out there, and they want to come back, and the haters come back, and I'm like two one three six zero Devonshire. That's my studio. You can find me any day. Fight right. Monday nights. Fight class. Get your ass down here. Let's go. Right. Right. And I just can't. I can't. I can. I, I couldn't handle the backlash. I guess I just didn't have the the backbone to let things run off your back. So let's talk about that. Sure. How did you decide to do TikTok? Sure. Why did you decide to do it?
2: Sure. So, um, the there's really only one person to blame, and I use the word blame for getting me in TikTok, and it's this guy, the, the Doug Mercado. right? Um, so cuya, I call him Kuya, which is in Filipino means big brother. Right or somebody just older. He is older, right? Um, uh, he was telling me, you know, Francis, you got to get on this TikTok chain, You got to get this on this TikTok train, and so I, you know, I did. And one of the things that he's encouraged me to do is to talk about my journey as a big person, a person of size, being a real Filipino martial artist. And so that was that was part of the journey. So you know, I started dabbling in it a little bit. Then I started having fun with it, and then during the pandemic. I'm like, wow! I have a lot of time, so
0: uh, and then- <laughs> yeah, we did.
2: Yeah, I'm like, wow! I I got nowhere to go. I better, you know. So uh, I I I really, and then you know, I have a business I'm running. I I I still I was still running FMA school at the time. I still am. Um. So I had to find ways to be more creative to to keep myself out there, and that's how I did it. And then I started getting, especially when Doug would post something for me, um, comments such as. You know, I have a son who is also a person of size and but because this person, they have been ridiculed their whole life that they don't leave the house anymore. How do you do it, Francis? And I'm like, that's that's my reason. That's my that's my fuel to start doing it. And I'm not going to lie to you, Mark. There is uh, when people give me these 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 very negative comments, I don't reply right away. I wait like a week before I reply because I'm 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 just like any other guy, man. I'm like, oh yeah, you're saying I'm fat? Well, your mama, you know. I, mean, I just, you know, I'm like, your mama eats rice, you know, kind of stuff. I'm, I'm ready to retaliate, but I, I I try to use cooler heads. I try to use what what Christ has taught us, which is turn the other cheek, right? And so I so I usually wait about a week before I respond to that. And I'm not gonna lie, man. I it, it was hard. It was hard to read these comments, these negative comments. And it was hard for me to um, to just kind of live within that 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 social media, you know, um, spotlight that I was on. And, I, you know, I don't have a relatively I have a very small channel. You know, um, it's, it's not like it's something huge, but it was still it was still very hurtful. So I was working with my therapist. And my therapist gave me some tools that I don't even use. <laughs> so one yes. of the, one of the things that she told me was, you you know, you get to control when you see these comments, right? So one of the things that 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 TikTok does is they allow you to choose, uh, you know, to review every comment, right? And then you can choose who you want to reply to and who you don't want to reply to, and then pick a place where you, where you're where where you where you would reply to these videos in a place where you feel strongest where you feels when you feel like you know more the most confident right you're, you're, you're where where you feel like you're 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 your most badassery right so that was that and then the last thing she suggested was pick one hour of every week not every day every week to just look at that so you know that is the hour that you're going to prepare yourself to be able to do that and you don't have to deal with it till Till the following week the moment she told me that i have control over all these things that's all i needed i never i i didn't do what she suggested but i just the mere fact that i can gave me the courage to do it so from then on i just that's when it started becoming ro- rolling off the you know off my back where i just like i really don't care people would tell me and i'm sure you get this too mark i'm like i i challenge you to a fight okay and then I bet you I could kick your ass. You probably could. You know, I mean, I'm not going to I'm not going to enter into this, this measuring contest. Right. I, I won't. I would disengage. So I would just say, yeah, I bet you could. And yeah, you could probably beat me up. But keep in mind that if you come over and attack me, yeah, you could beat me up. But you're not walking away unscathed. You know, you're, you're, you're not going to walk. You're going to walk with a limp for the rest of your life. Right. And so if you're ready for that. I'm right here. And that's when they usually back off because I'm like, no, nope, I've got my ass kicked before. You're going to get my, And, but I, I, I don't, I have nothing to prove, but if you come at me, you better, you better, you better come prepared because something you're not going to walk away the same way you walked in. So that's part of the thing. So, and then, so when, when I was trying to come up with a handle for myself, uh, you know, big boy scream with collaboration with create Doug, that's the name that I came up with. Right. Uh, I'm a big person. Right. And I'm going to a So that's just kind of big boy scream That's, that's how that came about. So, and, but now what I remind myself is that for every 1000 jerks out there, there's one or two pers- people that I'm he- helping, you know, uh, encouraging them to, to do martial arts and to do whatever, really what they want. Right. It doesn't even have to be mm-hmm. martial arts, but to do whatever they want and, and just do it because it's for them, not for anybody else. You know, just because they enjoy it. That's all that matters is that they enjoy it. And I'm like, you know what? Just like what Christ said, you know, if, if one person finds, you know, the truth, there's a greater celebration in heaven than anything else, right? And and if I can help one person, then whatever tragedy or whatever whatever ridicule I go through, totally worth it. Totally worth it. So that's why I do what I do.
1: Yeah. I've And, I, you know, I told you that before that. I think that's why I watched, I've watched how you've, uh, and you didn't, and you don't want to rate from it either. You'll, you'll put their comments on and then you'll yep. hit it straight on on top yep. of it. Right. So I was like, you know, I'd like to get him on, on, you know, cause I, you know, learning something from you as far as that goes is, uh, watching your patience, right. And, and how you dealt with it. And that's why I kind of reached out to you just so you know, I, I don't even I know if I explained it. that to you why, yes, you did. why yes, I decided did. to do that. And so I wanted to make sure that, you know, I brought you on. I want to talk about, uh, about that. If, if I see it so much here also, and I know that, uh, you know, I'm no small person myself and, but I've been this way. Uh, you know, if you look back on pictures of me in junior high school, I was lifting weights already probably when I was 12 years old, right. I was already, my dad already had one of the, you know, sold sets, concrete, Right. Sets in the garage, you know what I mean. You drop the weights, everything breaks. Right, right. And so I've always been bigger than everybody. Whether it's just you, you know, just built bigger than everybody. As it was, I was an athlete. I played all the sports that that I could. I played, right. you know, high school football and and I did all that kind of all that stuff even back then. But I never fit the norm of what people's size were at that at those times. Absolutely. Right, yeah, and, yeah. And I think that it developed me. I was bullied. I'm not sure if you were or not, but uh, you I know I was bullied st- st- strong. And I remember the day it stopped was. I remember it like vividly, like yesterday, like in my mind. Uh, we were on a basketball court on the blacktop, and in in and, and I was in junior high school. Back then, junior high school was seventh, eighth, and ninth. Right. When I was in school, right. Okay. And so I was seventh grade. I was a scrub, and you know ninth graders were on the basketball court out out there on the on the asphalt and we're playing. And he just wouldn't be re- relentless on me. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, relentless on me. And I just got tired of it. And I just picked him up and I just slammed him on the ground nice. right out of anger. Right. And I remember being on top of him. I didn't do any martial arts at that time. I hadn't even thought about martial arts as a matter of fact, just but being on top heads. of him, Yeah. And, and I was just like, right. And I'm telling you the fear that I saw in his eyes, it's like uh, blood in the water for the sharks yeah and 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 it 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 escalated me and escalated me and i said oh you don't like it do you you don't like it and and i said open your mouth one more time to me and i said this is exactly what's going to happen then wham all of a sudden my reputation became a whole different ball game right right like oh you don't say nothing no don't don't say anything and so it was never talked to my face anymore. It's stalked behind my back or whatever. Yep. You know what I mean? So that's yep. how it started. And I don't know how you're bullying things. It, it, it When it gets to be that way, your defenses are so up that you almost become the bully that yeah. was bullying you. Right? right. Because you're in such a defensive mode all the time. It's like. I already know what you're thinking, open up your mouth and I'll punch you. I would just punch your face. Right. You know what I mean? This is, this is, how, I remember this man as a, as a right. young dude and I was an angry, I was an angry uh, 20 year old and that's when I right. found martial arts. Right. Cause my right. brother, my brother was, my brother's way different than me. Right. Uh-huh. We speak often. My brother's the pastor and all that. And I say, he, uh, he walks on water. I kind of tread, uh, you know, that's, <laughs> that's the difference of me and my brother. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. And so I remember having him, I remember talking to him and saying, hey, he wanted to go do martial arts before he went into high school. And I remember I tell the story in my book, too. You know, I picked him up. You know, I was bigger than my brother. And I picked him up and I was just like, uh and he just bang right. and he headbutts me. Uh-huh. And I'm like, oh, hell no. No, no, no. I'm we're doing this together. We're doing this right. journey together. I'm not having my right. brother be kicking my ass. No yeah, way. Yeah, Exactly.
2: Exactly. And that's younger than you.
1: He's young. I'm eight years older than him. Okay, okay. And so he's my baby brother. Yeah, and so it's uh it, that's my journey. That's that's how I started. Nice. And and I remember I had the right instructor to kind of curve my. Not that it was easy, because you know I was already kind of I was the pit bull in 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 the in the school man. I was right. I was the one that liked to fight. I was the one that would drop. I would fight the drop of a hat. Right. Right and still had a lot of anger issues and even as taking martial arts, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm bigger than everybody else. So I had to do it better than everybody else. So, you know, I had to learn how to kick somebody that's six foot two in the face. I I did all this. I did all this. And so, I don't know. So did you, did you have the bullying in your, in your, in your past?
2: Yes, I I definitely did. Um, so my, when my family migrated here from the Philippines, I was only nine years old. And, um, at the time my teacher, um, they give out pink and blue folders, you know, pink for the girls, blue for the boys, right? Uh, but because my name is Frances, she, she she thought I was a girl. So she gave me a pink folder. Now I didn't really think twice about it. It's, to me, it's just a folder, right? But that's that's when the picking the bullying began, right? Uh, it didn't help that I had a college age reading level for a third grader, you know because uh, Filipinos, we learned how to speak English in the Philippines at a very young age. And, and by the time you get to when you move to America, when you're in grade one, you're already at college age reading level. Um, so mm-hmm. that didn't help the mere fact that that um, they would always separate the groups from one, uh, you know, per your reading level. And because my reading level was so high, I was by myself. You know, in fact, like the teacher had to lower me to uh, high school level just so that I have somebody to, to hang just to have a group. Right. Right. Um, So I got jumped. And I remember one time I had eight guys ready to kick my ass. And I'm like, and I, you know, no martial arts training, just, you know. And I remember my mom running across the campus, swinging an umbrella, right? She was doing the umbrella block, apparently, you know. Um, So she's swinging the umbrella and she was beating up these kids. And what was so, uh, what was so like crazier, what's crazier than that, on the way home, she was yelling at me for not fighting back. You know, it's like, why mm. don't you fight back? You know, why don't you fight back? And I'm like, there's eight of them. And she was like, who cares? Fight back. And and so now, unfortunately, this is where, you know, the, the one parent and the other parent have give, uh, contradicting uh, directions. My, my mother is a very, she's an entrepreneur. She's a businesswoman. Everything I know about business, I learned from her. So she's very, and then keep in mind that she was running businesses in like the '60s, when my sister was born, um, by herself, she was a single mother in the Philippines. So, being a woman in the Philippines and and, and uh, a single mother, what well, nobody took her seriously. So she had to be aggressive in her in, in her businesses, right? So she she taught me how to be aggressive. But my father was a pacifist. In fact, he was the reason why I didn't start martial arts till I was nineteen. Till I was nineteen, uh, uh, because. He was a pacifist. And part of the reason why he was he was a pacifist was during World War II, my grandfather, his father, was burned alive by the Japanese in front of him when he was 11 years old. So you can imagine the kind of trauma, you know, and the kind of mental scars that he got from that. And his thinking was, I don't want, I just abhor violence. And I don't want my son at contributing to that violence into the world, right? But my mother was like, yeah, but don't let anybody push you around. So it took me a long time to reconcile that. So one of the, my immediate defense, like a lot of people of size, is to become the funny guy, right? To be the, to be the guy. Nobody hates the guy that's making everybody laugh, right? Mm-hmm. So I remember that was third grade. I was got, I got bullied practically every day. In fourth grade, the biggest bully, the, the, the leader of all the bullies that bullied me sat next to me in, in my fourth grade class. And I just asked him, I'm like, hey, man, is this going to be just like last year? It's like no, man. You keep coming back. You no, no matter what I do, I couldn't stop you, right? And I'm like, and then I'm like, yeah, that's how I get you. Your hand hurts from hitting my face too much, huh, sucker? Right? And then and he just started laughing. And then he and I became best friends. He and I became best friends. And and you know and uh, and that was and because he was the leader of the bullies, he wouldn't let anybody else bully me after that. You know, he's like, nobody bullies him. No, nope. leave him alone, right? He, I mean, this is fourth grade. He's got sixth graders scared of him, right? They're like, nope, <laughs> no, nobody bullies him. So, but yeah, I mean, you learn to find ways to, to deal with bullies, you know, whether you learn how to fight back or you learn how to, um, you know, make them laugh so that they don't hit you. But either way, you learn some sort of defensive posture. And then because of my upbringing of, of, of trying to be more of a pacifist, Right. Um. I had to learn a way of of defending myself, with not using my fist so much, but using this. So, and I guess that kind of translated to me doing martial arts as I am today.
1: Well, it makes so that story, which which I I didn't know about that story that you're talking about right there explains exactly why you have that demeanor. Yeah. That deals with people. I. That's 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 right on the money. And you are correct that you talk about. I tell this all the time, you know, there's there's two different uh, there's two different fat people, the jolly ollies and the ones that are borderline bullies like will fight at the drop of a hat. Well, yeah. that was me. Right, right. You know what I mean? I, and I remember I'm like, go ahead, say it, man. I'll knock the snot right out of you. You know what I mean? I remember right. vividly. And, um, uh, you know, that was my defense mechanism back then. And then, so I mean, imagine, right? Then I, I do martial arts, and I kind of start learning how to curve it, but I also become more and more dangerous, right? Uh, with what I can do, right? And now, because so people ask me now, you know, I, I'm an older, I'm I, I'm an old man now. So, but I'll tell you what, I can still go from zero zero to uh, death row in about one second. You know what I mean? I mean, it's, so it's,
2: it's dangerous for us. It's dangerous for us because we have educated hands, you know, and uh, I've you know and so one of the things that my teacher chief joe uh, taught me at the very beginning was like i'm not i'm not i'm not teaching bullies here i'm like i'm not i'm also teaching you not to be bullied but i'm not teaching bullies here and i remember he told me this and i say the exact same thing to my students all the time if i ever hear you start a fight with somebody the next fights with me so you I, if you're gonna bully somebody you better be better than me already and i'm like yeah, I'm not gonna. So <laughs>
1: just kinda I'm gonna yeah. leave that alone. So Yeah, so it, yeah, we definitely, yeah, we've definitely chewed the same dirt as far as that goes. And and you can see there's definitely a, a contrast in 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 us. And and I think that's what attracted me uh to your your how you dealt with things, right? I was like, man, he's way better at that than I am. Well, way I better. And <laughs> and, and and it's taken me a, a long time to 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 learn how to how to put how to how to suppress that. Right. You know that's why I always ha- everybody asked me about the Hulk. Right. He's my favorite. You see, I I got him tattooed on me all over oh, the nice, place. Nice, nice, nice. And I said I, I, I totally relate to him because uh, I can go from zero to to a hundred, and it's you know he's always trying to k- suppress himself to be uh, not the Hulk that. Right. I, you know, I just relate to that so much. And then martial arts kind of gave me that, uh, you know, that that way out. Yeah. And, you know, to and then I guess sparring was the next thing. Right. I was actually, you know, being able to release in yep. in fight class. Right. Where, right. you know, I'm you know, we're out there banging and you're allowed to bang in there and you're getting hit a little bit and i'm one of those guys that enjoyed that i enjoyed i enjoyed the mix-up i enjoyed getting in there and just boom you know what i mean and and fighting and then uh i had a health scare uh i think i told you you don't want to have blood clots and then that's how jujitsu came into play because i was told hey man you can't take no contact to the head anymore right but then jujitsu came into play and then it you know believe it or not all the martial arts i've done Jiu-jitsu is what's helped curve my mindset the most. Now, isn't that weird, even at 60 years old, being no, in martial arts for 30, 30, 39 years or whatever it is right, I am? And I find that in my life. So now I understand now because you were teaching now, I think, out of your garage for a while. And yes, then uh, now you've actually opened up a, a school now. Is that correct? Yes, I
2: have. I actually have a studio now. Yeah, no, I mean, I've always told everybody that, that any martial arts, right? it's a positive outlet for your negative energy, right? I mean, we all have negative energy. We all have bad days. We all have, you know, crappy bosses, you know, kind of thing. I always tell my students, like, if you're having a bad day from work, you know, and because your boss is pissing you off, bring a picture of your boss. We'll put him in the punching bag, you know, <laughs> and just beat it up that way, right? Okay. Just whatever frustration you have, take it out on the bag. You know, the bag, the bag, every, and you know, the one thing about when you're, when you're hitting something that you're allowed to hit, Right. <laughs> Without going to prison. Um, the thing about when you're punching a punching bag or in, in FMH cases, striking a tower of tires or whatever. Right. Is that no matter how hard you hit it, it's it's you're in your mind. It's telling you, is that it? Is that all you got? You can hit hard. In that. And my mama hits hard in that. Right. And then so you're just you have no choice but to let out every energy you have until you're you're the point you're about to throw up because you have nothing left and you're like, I'm just too tired to be angry anymore. Right. I'm just too tired to hang on to this anger and I'm just going to let it go. And then you're like, and then you walk away from the studio, from training feeling like, well, I feel a lot better because I'm not angry anymore, you know? And so that's what I tell my students. And now teaching out of a garage, you know, uh, that was like the best gig because like I my commute was always so easy. I just go out to my garage <laughs> you know I always tell my students like you know I consider you late if I get there before you do right if I get there at seven five you know I class I start class at seven o'clock if I get there at 705 and you got there at 704 you're not late because I got there after you did, right? But it's really hard. It's really, really hard for you to be to get there before I do, especially when I just have to go to my garage, right? So um, I, I miss that. I, I, oh, my goodness. That, that was so much easier, especially now gas is so freaking expensive, right? I'm like, wow. But, um, but at the same time, you know, FME school needed to grow. We needed, you know, I can only teach so many ways, that, uh, so many people in my garage, right? Um, I, am, I am a slave to the weather, Normally we have good weather here in Southern California, but as of recently, you know, we've been getting a lot more rain, right? Which you know we needed, no, no, no doubt, but it definitely stopped my program for a while, right? So it was important for me to find uh, a commercial studio space so I could finally um, elevate uh, FMA to the next level.
1: Did TikTok help you build your studio, or, or or is it just help get who you are out? Did it do anything to help you in your business grow at all
2: um yes Uh, short answer yes long answer yes very much um because there's two things that the tiktok presented to me during the pandemic is when i like i said is when i started really getting to tiktok right i needed to find a way to continue getting the word out there now i'm sure you know this mark in marketing you know the moment you really ramp up is when there's a there's a, a kind of a recession, right? Because if you wait till you till the, the economy starts picking picking back up again, you're gonna be behind the ball. Right. When when so the pandemic was uh, was a global disaster, global global issue, but it really created a an unnatural a, a recession, right? So I knew I had to step up and I also had to find a way to to maintain to, to, to keep my business going. So you know, a lot of our colleagues did um, Zoom training, right? They would just set up a can- they would set up their computer, and they would just teach in the back, right? The- and then people would sign in during that time, and I, and, you know, and for the most part, that worked for everybody, but that didn't work for me, only because I'm I, I I you know you know my my iMac is not designed for for a martial arts class meeting. It's designed for this type of interaction, right? Where right. the camera is only like two feet away from you, right? So the camera was was not great if you're standing further than two feet away. The audio sucks if you're standing more than two feet away, right?
1: <laughs> That's true, yeah.
2: So you they can barely hear you unless you want to spend a lot more money on equipment just to be able to do Zoom classes, right? And so at that time I was already filming. So what I would do is I would pre-record all my lessons with a microphone, with an HD camera, upload it to YouTube, send the link to my students and they would actually watch it And then they would post a video of them doing it. And then we do a Zoom meeting where we put the camera or we put the videos side by side to each other, right? When we share the video. And what that allowed me to do is it's, you know, high quality video, high quality audio. My students can see the salient details of of what we're trying to do. But it also, and this was something I wasn't planning. It was 100% unintended uh, benefit that I was no longer constrained in a time zone right if you're having a class at 7 p.m. here in california it's 7 p.m. in california but not anywhere else in the world right everywhere it's it's it could be 7 a.m. in the other, another part of the world right and they can't do a training at 7 a.m. they're getting ready for work but what this allowed people to do was they able to watch it at their own time at their own leisure when when they when they're available and then they can post the video whenever they're available and then we can zoom whenever we're available. So I was able to get students as far away from Japan uh the the Caribbeans uh Ireland at one point. So I was I was no longer constrained by time zones, right? And so TikTok allowed me to continue posting stuff about my 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 techniques and, and and my my studio and inadvertently it also raises my search engine optimization because I would always put fma school or and then hashtag Filipino martial arts hashtag screama hashtag big boy screamador right and, and anybody who understands SEO the more you put that out there on the uh, on the uh, online the more your ranking stays up now i've had a very high ranking for many many years now but i had to maintain it and so when students reach out to me, oh, I saw your video, or I just googled you. I can't directly say it was because of TikTok, right? That they found my studio, that they found my school, but it doesn't hurt. But then now I have, you know, I have videos that are that are, you know, averaging pretty, pretty decently, pretty decently. I mean, not, nothing to the millions of, of followers, but I do have one video that 100% organic that went 1.4 million views. Right. And I'm like, oh, I don't know how I did that, but I'm gonna try to do it again. <laughs> and then, uh, but what I found was that, you know, just just post it out there. And then it's you know, it's not going to hurt your business. It's just going to it's just going to it's just going to enhance it.
1: So when, tell me about the one that won one, the one that went a million views. Now, was that tell me what video that was. So that what was made me. You think it went
2: so I was I was actually in Portland. I uh, no, I'm sorry. Salem, Oregon. Um, uh, one of my one of my online students invited me to do a workshop out there, right? And I so I did that, and I and it and I was working with one of the people that was attending the workshop, right? And um, I was showing him the tappy tappy, you know, um, the tappy tappy is when you're, you know, you're you're just simulating, you know, how you would, com- how you would you counter your attack. So so you block. And counter one, two, three, four, you know, it just, just, it's a drill. Right. And then, but what I wanted to show that person is how does this translate this tappy tappy? How does this translate to, uh, you know, real life situational fighting? And then I, I put the knife, I put my stick down and then I just started doing the same motion as if somebody was to punch me. And I guess people really liked it. And he got 1.4 million views. So I think and, I know what
1: video you're talking about. You, you, you were going slow, slow, slow. And then you went like a, almost like a block check counter trike, you know, right. I think that's, and, and it, was, it was speed. Right. Right. And, uh, I, I remember that video. I said, I, I remember, I remember that video. Cause you had, you know, a excellent hand speed on that. I remember it. So that's yeah. the one that went, one. that's the one that you took off. Isn't that, that, that weird? That's weird. just weird. What, what? What, but some, some what's even percentage.
2: weirder was that an, uh, there was another video in that same trip that went like like six hundred thousand views, and I'm like, man, maybe it's just Portland <laughs> or maybe it's just Salem. I don't know. I got to go over there to make more videos. But but then I started making other videos that was also doing pretty well. So I, I just think that when people, I mean, it has also a lot to do with with TikTok algorithms, but when people you know see something you know that they can connect to. And that's ultimately the key. You got to make a video that connects to your audience, right? And that's 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 the that's how you get them to to engage into. Hey, how do I? I want to learn this. Let me Google this person. Let me Google the nearest school, right? And and then that's how you, you start getting the business.
1: So you know, talking it, it doesn't have to be martial arts in everybody no, that's online. Because awesome. so do you have? How consistent are you? What have you learned about TikTok that you can give other people uh, some kind of, uh, you know, ideas on on how to do it? I, I, sure. Obviously, consistency has to be one, right? You have to be consistently putting content out because if you're not consistent, it, it just kind of goes away. So, so what have you thing, learned, the do's and don'ts of what you've learned?
2: So the one thing that people need to understand about social media social and the social media is a beast that that's always hungry and you always have to feed it right and if you don't feed it social media will just will move on from you right and it'll take a long time for you to get that, that 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 attention back so the idea here is just like what you said is posting consistent video that's consistently talking about the same message Right. So if I'm putting a video about martial arts, Filipino martial arts, it has to be Filipino martial arts in in every aspect that you're posting. Now, once in a while, I'll do something that's just for fun. But I would say 98 percent of the time I'm posting a video, it is FMA related. It is FMA related. And it's and it's and what I'm talking about is not just, you know, um, talking about events such as the Way of the Karambit seminar in San Francisco this October 21, and 20, uh, 22, right? Um, I'm, I'm not just talking about tournaments. I'm not, I mean, I'm talking about, you know, um, um, tutorial videos, right? And I'm talking about, and I, I do this thing called Motivation Monday, where I talk about how FMA helps me move move to the, you know, just stay motivated every single day. So it has to be the same topic over and over again, so that when people look up Filipino martial arts, they're gonna see your, your, your name pop up. So whatever field you're in, let's say you're into, um, um, you know, roses, right? You can't talk about different other plants. You can't talk about different other flowers. You can't talk about tulips all of a sudden because that's not what you're known for, right? So really hone in on your message, right? Now, here's what I tell a lot of my marketing clients. There's like what, nearly 8 billion people in this planet, right? If 0.1% of that, how many is that? I don't know. I'm not that kind of Asian. So let's just say 800 (laughs) million people, right? If if it's 0.1% people likes what you're talking about, that's still 800 million people, right? And so pick one thing, one thing that you're really passionate about, what you're really good at, what you really can talk about, even if you're not good at it, film your process in becoming good at it. Right. Because people want to see journey. They just want they just want some stories from you. And you need to be a storyteller as well. Something there's got to be, you know, uh, uh, something that grabs their attention and then something that what you're telling them and then how do they engage with it. Right. So those are the things that they that they need. So if anybody wants to start doing any social media, whether it's Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, YouTube, shorts, you have, to, you have to follow that premise. And then the last advice that I have is people's attention span is not that great. So you got to keep it, you know, uh, TikTok was really good at this when it was under a minute, but now they want things that are longer. But it doesn't matter what the algorithm says, people's attention span is still not that long. So if you can't capture them within the five seconds, you're not capturing them at all. So those those are my advice. Pick Pick a lane and stick on it. Stick with it.
1: So those are great advice as far as that goes on on what you're talking about, Uh, because I've heard this quite often that you have to stay within your niche and you can't go off on different tangents because it never it never uh, it never never flourishes. Right. Yeah.
2: Because what was the biggest? Go
1: ahead. I'm sorry. What was the biggest mistake that you felt that you've done? What's the biggest mistake that that you said, hmm, I ain't going to go that route again? Um, or has there not been?
2: Actually, there is. Um, the biggest mistake I've, I've done, and and it's it's to the detriment of my. The result of it was was my numbers dropped dramatically. My engagement numbers dropped uh, dramatically, but I don't regret doing it. Was when the biggest mistake was when I was engaging all these haters,
0: right?
2: Uh, I was engaging all these haters, and then when I decided, you know what, I'm done with it, you know my sanity was, was a lot better. Right. My mental health was a lot better, but my views dropped dramatically. Right. Because unfortunately negative, you know, was a uh, negative, negative energy just kind of pushes, pushes this forward. And I just wasn't, I just, just didn't want to contribute to it anymore. So my biggest mistake was at first engaging the negative and then, and then, you know, but yeah, it blew up my channel. But when I stopped, I'm like I'm I feel a lot better now. I will engage some negative comments once in a while, but only because I want to I want people who are people of size like myself to see that hey, I'm not letting people push me around. So, there's that. But that's the biggest mistake was engaging these negative these negative comments to begin with which blew up my channel, but at the same time it it it, it just it I feel like I was losing my soul. So, so yeah. i, I stop doing
1: it that's good you're right about that i guess negative just kind of breeds negativity you know people like to see the i don't know i i i find it weird right people like to see the the hero the the story that goes from you know zero to hero right but they also like to see the, the mess right the, the train the train wreck that you don't want to you, you don't want to look at but
0: you can't help you yourself. want to
1: be you kind of you can't help yourself but be kind of involved in 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 what it is and i don't know do you find yourself when you're attacked do you find yourself uh people coming to your rescue now um, oh yeah when you're attacked or like yeah no, I almost have, like to the point that you don't have to say anything yeah. the people that follow you talk it right
2: absolutely absolutely so one of them is 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 Doug Marqueda. another one is uh, his name is Paul McCarthy he is the UCLA martial arts director, right? And he is he is by far one of my favorite people on this planet because he has defended me, like very 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 vocally on social media, right? So one of the things that I remember this and he he mentioned this is that, you know, um, UCLA I, I'm I'm paraphrasing but he said UCLA has probably one of the most globally recognized brand in the, you know, in the world. Right. And you could only imagine how many masters and grandmasters want to work with us and request, Hey, why don't we collaborate? Why don't we collaborate? And we don't collaborate with with, with just anybody. And he goes, there's a reason why we collaborate with Guru Francis. And I'm just like, Whoa, to me, that was like, Whoa. And I remember I called him like, brother, thank you. He's like, no, I'm not going to let anybody talk shit about you. Right. <laughs> and then so, uh, so, I mean, I'm just so great. I mean, it's, and that's just one example. You know, I have, I have tons of people, Fred Mastro for example, is one of them. Cliff Odette, the North American uh, director for Master Defense System. Um, uh, uh, You know, uh, uh, you know, like I said, Doug, uh, my students, you know, um, they, they're all, they're all like, I have all these people that just come to run into my defense. I don't even say anything anymore. They just, they just do it for me. Right. I'm just like, and I'm usually the one calming them down, you know. My like, hey, it's, it's okay, guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, just, oh, calm down! They're like, no! I'm like, oh. So um, another one was many, many years ago. I was actually on a National Geographic show um, where they talked about my my surgery when I had when I when I got my first gastric bypass. Well, the one and only gastric bypass surgery. Um, a lot of people I didn't know this, but they National Geographic posted it on YouTube. And people were telling me about it. And so now when people tell me, hey, I want to see your your, your TV show, I said, okay, um, no, I'm not showing it to you. They're like, why not? Because you're going to read the comments and then you're going to get really pissed. And then it's just going to destroy your 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 well-being. No, I promise I won't. Okay. So I'll send them the link. And then next thing you know, these mother – I'm like, I told you not to read the comments. I told you. These are people – who have nothing better to do with their lives? Like this one lady accused me. The reason why there's people starving in Africa is because of me. I'm like, right. yeah, I did that because I went to McDonald's, and and then people in Africa are starving because I went to McDonald's. Like, how did? Oh, I have the power, you know. So yeah, it's just it's it's weird. It's weird. And but you know, at the same time, if you choose your and like you mentioned, it takes a little bit of a testicular fortitude to to post stuff online right you you can't you got to accept it you just that's just a part of part of part of the game right but it's really but what's also part of the game is how you respond to it
1: yeah and I, like i told you before you're really good at that that's Thank that's you. uh it's in you know this is one of those things that you know uh, people this is what i knew that this discussion would go this way because i you know a lot of people well, a lot of people won't do martial arts. It's hard enough to step into a martial arts school. Oh, yeah. I mean, I hear it all the time. You know, they're a little intimidated by it. Um, you know, you watch an advanced Krav Maga God class, for instance, right? You know, where we're, you know, we're redirecting guns and we're doing what we do. And, you know, and just the mindset of, you know, you don't quit. You know, you know, you figure a way yes. out. You do what, you know, yes. all that kind of stuff is, is intimidating. Uh, but then when you're out of shape on top of it, I hear it all the time. And I tell everybody, you do not let that stop you. Don't go tell me that you got to go get in shape to come and take class.
0: Yeah, let the class. Uh, <laughs> you no,
1: know, I, t- I I said your problem is not that you that you have to either a lose weight or or you know you're nursing an injury or whatever it is. You're missing your mindset. Yeah, that's what martial arts is going to teach you is a right. mindset. Right. And so I'm sure you've heard the same thing. Well, I can't oh, yeah. get in on Tom in shape.
2: Yeah. People, you know, I really yeah. want to join Francis, but let me just get in shape first. Sure. What? Like, <laughs> you, so it, it, it's like, it's like, if you want to learn how to become a, uh, you want to learn how to fly planes. I want to learn fly planes, but let me go learn how to uh, learn. Let me go learn how to fly first. Like, but that's what you come in. What? I <laughs> any, like, it's like, I want to sign up for the gym, but let me be in shape first. What? That, that's why you go to the gym. But, a lot of people so here's here's the mindset that i've actually been becoming more and more accepting of when people are contacting me for whatever reason about about learning how to learn fma right they're not really you're not trying to convince them because it's just it's like hitting you it's like slamming your head against a brick wall all of, all you're doing is just destroying yourself you have to you have to give them you have to give them permission to finally take a plunge on themselves, you know, and I tell like martial arts is for you. It's not for anybody else. It's not for your family. It's for you. Sure. Your family benefits from it, but mostly it's for you. And you can't just you, 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 you gotta give yourself permission to, hey, there's my, te- that's one of my students. Um, people don't want teachers to see that. Well, I mean, that's the thing, Rick. I mean, we don't want to see them at their worst, but that's how we build you up. Right. We, we build you from the ground up, you know, At many in many systems. Um, they break you down before they they they, they pick you up. Right. So they, they build you back up. But ultimately, what what I tell what I'm what I've been trying to tell people is like, give yourself permission to do something for yourself. Right. Give yourself permission. If, if you say, OK, I'm out of shape. That's why I, I'm not ready to do martial arts. Well, give yourself permission to get in shape. By doing the martial arts that you want to do, right? A lot of people don't know this, and I'm sure you know this, Mark. But a lot of people don't know this. The biggest competitor that martial arts schools have is not other martial arts systems. It's it's actually gyms, right? Because gym, you know, gyms are like 19.95 a month, right? And mm-hmm. they're like, oh, so that's a, it's such an appealing number in, in the mindset of the consumer, right? But the problem is, is that when they get there. It's like okay, well now you have the gym. Go do at it. How do you know how to use the equipment? How do you know if you're doing it correctly? What are the things to be able to do that? Oh, that's where they say. Oh, that costs more to get a personal trainer, right? And, and that's where that's where they get you. And a lot of people don't know this that gyms, uh, these like you know these big these big box gyms, right? Their 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 business model is designed for you not to show up at the gym,
0: that's right? Correct.
2: That's their, their, it's like, for example, if, if, you know, if they have, they need a thousand members to make their rent, just, just throwing a number out there. Right. But there's only 20 treadmills. How are you going to fit everybody in there? Right. They're, they're hoping you don't show up. And because it's 1995 is such an, you know, uh, it's such a small amount. You don't want to go and you, you know, it doesn't hurt you. It doesn't hurt your wallet that much. Right. And so, and then in order for you to cancel, you have to go in person to the gym before, and then they're going to try to upsell you again, right? So bottom line here is that they're, they're not there really, you know, I'm not saying, you know, that they're evil people, but their, their business model is not designed for you to succeed. They're designed for you, for them to succeed, not for you to succeed. When you join a martial arts school, your teacher is invested in your well-being, right? And if they don't run away. Right. That's not the right school for you. Right. But you're your your a martial arts instructor is there to to see you succeed. Right. To see you succeed. And, and then you already have a personal trainer, you have classmates that's gonna you know, work with you. You 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 know, you have equipment there and it's a small group setting. You know, it's it's a, such a better biz, biz, um model. So if you're looking to do martial arts but waiting to get in shape to do it. No, that doesn't make any sense to us, right? You want to get in shape and you want to learn martial arts, then you just start martial arts. Give yourself permission to to do something that you want to do.
1: Yeah, that's a, yeah, that's really good advice. I I believe so. From a business standpoint, so people understand, one half of one percent of a community will take martial arts, where five yes. percent of the community will go to a gym, yes, or or sign up for a gym. Absolutely. I wouldn't say they go to the gym. I would say they sign, sign up for up. the gym. Exactly. So, so that's another, you know, uh, that's another, just another avenue that, and, you know, because I used to have this, you know, I me personally, see, some people during the COVID, you know, I I made myself a really nice gym in my house because yeah, I like exactly. I like to push the weights. You know what I mean? Right. I, I've been doing it for so long. I I enjoy it. Right. And but um, yes, that's true. Rick is correct. Another we big piece, uh, piece: the gym doesn't promise you mentorship. You, you know, you're well, yeah. yeah the they, uh, m- matter of fact, you want to talk about getting made fun of? You go to a gym as a fat person, you know, and people you know like people look at you or speaking. like a bit, you know. And, and they used to just piss me off to no yeah. end, you know. And I'm thinking in my, I remember, I remember in my head, I'm like, I like this. you know what? I like to snatch the life right out of you. Uh, because I've watched it, you know, and then you know, and I feel that, you know, guys are one thing. When I watch it in the female world on on and then them just struggle, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's it's hard. It's hard for me. I have a heart for them because uh I, I lived that life, you know, and I watched that and I watch it struggle now today. Listen, our children are so out of shape, it just pisses me off. Absolutely. You know, uh, the 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 they won't let they unless it's a private school, they won't let us put martial arts in the schools. They won't let us have that mentorship. They the bullying is is off the chart. And I you know, this is a contra. You know, this this gets controversial with me, but I really feel that they do not have enough males on the playground in there for mentorship in the schools. I see it all the time. And you know you can you can say what say what you want, but I know that if I was walking around campus, there'd be a lot less bullying going on. I can tell you that for a fact.
0: No, I, I wouldn't I let agree. it go.
2: I agree with you, you no know, I'm not about
1: you know and so and I watch on on how we feed our children or how the schools are feeding the kids and what the garbage food that goes in. and it's hard. There's an epidemic of that, and we train hard. But every, you know, the health side of things is, is, is extremely disheartening when I watch oh, it, man. I, I just, I get, I it hurts my heart sometimes, no, you know, I when, I, when I watch kids, kids getting bullied, watching, right. you know, young females and having no self-esteem and, oh, you know, absolutely. and, and, absolutely. and it's so, not just that. And by the way, everybody out there, it's not just somebody that's dealing with being, um, uh, heavyset or fat yeah, it's, it's, it's really with no you, you know you can be skinny and get the same the same absolutely. treatment right that skinny person is getting the same treatment absolutely uh, maybe maybe your lip is a little bit off or your your speech is different
2: or your clothes in, are, anyway. not, are, are not are uh, not you know
1: right. and, exactly it's it's you know we talk about something that has affected us but i see it affect everybody then i see adults affected by the same thing you yes. know they're even adults that are, our self-esteem is down, and if there's anything that I can tell anybody about it, even as an adult, your mindset is so important to what. You can never, ever get yourself to do what you want to do until your mind is correct.
2: Absolutely. And I don't know
1: another vehicle that gets your mindset as much as martial arts does.
2: Absolutely. Um, so here's one thing that I've observed. We never left high school. Right, the way we deal with with social setting is is high school. You go to a job, there's the 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 you know the the executives, right, and then the people that the executive the 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 subordinates that they like, and then there's the people who just who are who are just the the maintenance crew that the the janitors and stuff like that, right, and then there's the people who are the the people who are just the delivery guys. We there there's like tables that we're allowed to to sit at, right. I was never, I never believed in those things. So I always try to break that, that barrier. I will sit with the janitorial staff. I will sit with the maintenance crew. I will sit with the executives of the companies, right? When I used to work for a lighting company, I was just, I, when I first started working, I was just a marketing ass- assistant, but I would have lunch with the vice president of the company at least once a week. I would have lunch with the, all the sales, all, all the managers, at least once a week and they would buy me lunch. So why would I not go? I mean, Hey, they go, we go someplace nice and the company pays for it. Right. (laughs) So, but then at the same time, I would go sit in the back and hang out with the, with the shipping and delivery guys. I would hang out with the people, the uh, the manufacturing side. Right. Because I I, I never believed in that. But the thing about it is, is that nobody's going to put value in you until you put value in yourself. Right. When I say I am good enough to sit in the table with the CEO of the company, then I'm also good enough to sit in the table with the janitorial staff. Not that I I don't even believe that they're lesser, but just because of the way society looks at things, that that's what it is. Then if we're talking about also what it's like in school, I agree with you. There's less there's not enough mentorship. There's not enough mentorship. Mm -hmm. I, I went to a private school. Right. And, and I was just very blessed that I had a lot of people there that really loved me. But that's because a lot of it was I didn't care what people think of me. Right. And part of that, and, and just for full disclosure, part of that was that was around the time my father passed away. Right. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I, he died when I was 16 years old. So, you know, so me really caring about school, about high school shit. No, I, I my dad was dying of cancer. Nothing, nothing was more that nothing took precedent over that. But because I never really cared about that kind of stuff, I, you know, it never really, you know, it never really uh, affected me, but it, you know, uh, for most of my high school career, but it did when I was a freshman before my dad got sick. Right. Um, But yeah, I mean, bottom line is that you're right. There's not enough mentorship, but I think mentorship should start at home. It should start with the parents. You know, I I worked as a youth pastor for many, many years now. Right. And what I always tell the parents is that do not expect me to be the spiritual example for your children. That's your job. When God gave you kids, that was your response. That was the, the responsibility that God gave you was that you're supposed to be the spiritual example for your children. Right. Meaning you can't expect your kids to go to church every Sunday if you're not going to church every Sunday. You, you can't expect your children to tithe if you're not tithing, right? Now, I'm the guy, and I tell this to the parents, I'm the support guy. I'm the guy that, 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 that throws in the biblical stuff, right? But your right. job is to be the spiritual example. So I think that there's, and don't get me wrong, my both my parents worked my whole life, right? Well, my whole, upbra- uh, my whole upbringing. But there was a reason why my parents always had the, bus- the, the business at the house, was because they wanted me, they wanted to be there while I was growing up. They needed to be a parent at home all the time. So I was very blessed to have that. But I, and so, and I know that economically, parents can't just be at home anymore. They both have to work. I understand all that, but there's a cost to it. And the cost Mm -hmm. is that, like what you said, Mark, there's not enough mentorship. And if, if you're expecting the teachers to be the mentor, they have like 40 students, 30 students. It's impossible for them to be able to achieve that. That's why extracurricular activities such as martial arts is, is, is one of the ways to go. And that's why I completely agree with you. Martial arts is a way to you to change that mindset.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, I think that when we, I, I think mentorship is, is probably key to all oh, and if anybody that's looking for uh, a martial arts school, you know, what you want to take is one thing, but who you take it from is the most major part that you're well, making That's, the that,
2: that's another one, too. Yeah. Because for all we
1: know, you're we right. taking lessons from Adolf Hitler. So. <laughs> right. So, right. You have to make those. You know, you got to make that, you know, you got to make those decisions properly. Yes, I agree. So let's take. So, you know, we're, we're, we're I knew this hour would go fast. So let's let's talk about a couple more things. Let's sure. talk about those. Let's talk about the sticks that you made. Uh, those you, you guys that are out there in in a martial arts world, especially in in, in like in my school, for sure, because uh, like I told you before, the, the dog brothers are part of what we do. But even in Krav Maga, we try and have some something that is more realistic martial arts training, right? And so you have sticks out, and you uh, interesting name called whack whack sticks because you you know, probably because you whack the shit out of each other with them. But uh, once you talk about how what that is and and sure. how you came about with that, let's go. Let's talk about that first.
2: Okay, so um, in in the in the industry, right? There's only a handful of companies that 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 sells padded sticks, because the profit margin is very very minimal. The it, it costs too much to make it. So um, what what was what we what I found what was what was available for us in the industry was not very durable, and it was too expensive to replace. So as soon as you 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 buy a brand new padded stick and it breaks within, you know an hour of you using it, you can't, you you have to pay another $30 to get another one. Right. So what I've been doing is I've been buying those, those pool noodles at the 99 cent store and just wrapping my stick on that. But again, that wasn't, that was, that was the only option that we had. So we, me and my business partner, David, we knew we wanted something that's more durable. So we contacted uh, one of my former students and still a brother to me in the Philippines. And he hooked me up with this guy who makes padded sticks and and we told them that these sticks needs to be durable, right? These needs to be durable because we want to be able to use this in tournaments. I went to a tournament last year in San Diego where within the first hour, they broke five sticks already, right? And it was the kids' division. Could you? It's the kids' division. It's not even the adults' division yet, right? It's the kids' division. And the, the solution that the tournament director said was, You guys, you don't need to hit each other that hard. I'm like, are you kidding me? This is the only place where I'm allowed to hit somebody as hard as I want, legally, right? So that really bothered me. So that's why when David and I wanted to to start our own padded stick company, we wanted something that was durable, right? So when we contacted these guys in the Philippines, they we you know, we 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 had them design it to our specs, have it shipped to us, and then we started just you know. Putting it out there, we sent we we started sending them to a bunch of different martial artists, right? Just to get their feedback. And then when we hosted our first tournament last um, uh, June, right? We we did the whole tournament and we only broke two sticks. Right? I mean, when you have you know when you have my competitor stick breaking within the first hour, five sticks within the first hour, we ran our whole tournament and we broke two sticks. And we broke one of the sticks. Because one guy snaked it like this and twisted, and it snapped at at that at that that point. So it you know so we're like wow we only broke two sticks and I, I was very happy with that. Then a few a few weeks ago we went to a tournament in Stockton, the Kamikaze tournament, and we only broke one stick, and it was again at the end of the tournament. So we we knew that we wanted something durable that that people can 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 depend on when they're when they're sparring. Right. When they're sparring. Now, a lot of people have said, oh, but, you know, your your sticks hurt. It's supposed what? to hurt. <laughs> right. It's supposed it's not it's not made out of cotton candy. Right. It, <laughs> it's supposed to hurt. And the reason why it's supposed to hurt is because you want def- you want you want respect defense until you get hit in the face. Right. You're like, oh, man, that suck. I, I, I better move. I better block. I better uh, I better evade right because i don't want to get hit again right it's like it's like, i always tell this to people i can tell you that fire burns all day long right but until you get burned for the first time you're not going to respect the fire you're not going to respect the flame right the whack whack stick is designed for you to feel the impact but it but prevent a lot of permanent body damage right so that the the the, the roofing grade foam that we use inside the padded stick will absorb a lot of that that hit, but you're still going to feel it. So you're like, yep, I better block. Um, now, and you also mentioned about the name whack, whack. And yes, it's, you know, I'm whacking somebody. It's actually, that's not why we call it whack, whack. Um, the reason why we call it whack, whack is actually the pr- proper pronunciation is whack, whack. Right. And, um, and I, I swear to you, Mark, this was, this was the Lord talking to me. Right. Um, he said, "I was. We were trying to come up with a name for the company. We were trying to come up with a name for the company, and I just decided to Google Filipino mythical creatures. Like I just somebody. There was like somebody said, go look up Filipino mythical creatures, and one of them is a wakwak. A wakwak. The reason why it's called wakwak is because the noise that its wings made every time it flies. Walk, walk, right? So we're like, that's the name." That's the name of my company, whack whack. And because one, I I didn't want to come up with a name that, that non-Filipinos couldn't understand, right? But so but of course, like you being non-Filipino, you know it sounds like whack whack. It's still the same meaning, <laughs> right. but the real the, the etymology of the name Wack Wack is because of of the mythical creature in the Philippines. So it's a way for me to still be connected with, with my with my culture without being in your face about it, and yet non-Filipinos. Can also understand, it. so that's where we came up with name Wakwak.
0: So
1: anyway, that's good. When, now, what's the website? Yeah, I was about to say if people are wanting know. to buy some of the sticks. Yeah, yeah what's you, what's you, the, what's you, the website for it? Yeah,
2: no, no, you you can definitely get um, any of these padded sticks, and we also have the padded edge um, uh, uh, knife a uh, train uh, knife trainers at uh dot That's W A K W A K dot store. And after this, after the show, if you type in mat ten. You'll get ten percent discount.
1: Awesome. We'll let we'll let it, we'll we'll pass that on to everybody. Now tell everybody where your school is at, so in case they're in the, your area.
2: Yes. Yeah, so I teach in downtown Riverside, um, off of University. And if you go to my website at fma.school.com, you fill out like the get started form, and we'll get you going. And I teach in uh, North Orange County, in Cyprus. So uh, and I teach there every other Saturday. So if you guys are in Orange County or in Riverside County, come look me up at fma.school.
1: That's good. Yes, I I I I think that uh, we've talked to you before. to to have uh, we're gonna probably have you out there. This is one of my students. What's what's he saying?
2: Hey, Crow Dragon.
1: <laughs> he's saying Kathy's my girlfriend. He's like okay. He's like. Fact check that with Miss Kathy, the whack-whack. Not,
0: yeah, no, please, a, please he's, do. He's,
1: please. You're, Asian too, bro. you're Asian too, bro. What's up?
0: <laughs>
1: what? <laughs> yeah. so, get out of here. Uh, um, no, uh,
2: I mean, no, no I, please do. Please do fact check it. But keep in mind, <laughs> these are mythical creatures. They're not real.
0: Right? So <laughs> no,
1: <laughs> there's never been any photos of it. I know what he's doing. He, sure. Okay. Let me tell you how, let me tell you about crop dragon. This is how, this is how he, he, you know, he's funny. This is how his mind says everything he pays for everything. Uh-huh. If it's a hundred dollars or it's a thousand dollars is in $2 bills. Right. That's his, that's how he pays me every time. Wow. I've got a wow. stack of, uh,
0: it's
1: so funny. I'm the Kdex phone guy.
0: From, from
1: what? From what, Mister Francis? I'm that KDX phone guy. From what? Have you from, guys met yeah. before? I might. I'm, I'm really bad with names. From DM Clads. Is that something that have you guys met before?
2: Um. Well, first of all, DM. what is Clads? I mean, like that does that sounds kind of that sounds kind of dirty. <laughs> like, <Is> it- no, <laughs> no I, I don't do those, man. That wasn't
1: he, me, I swear. He, he, me, he's, he's one of my, uh, he's one of my black belts. He's one of my Krav Maga black belts. I'm gonna have to ask him. Maybe you guys ran into each other somewhere. I don't, I'm not sure. I'll have to ask you know, him about that.
2: that. That handle sounds very familiar, though. To be honest with you, that handle sounds very familiar. So.
1: Yeah, it's it's very. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll find that out. So you guys, he's out there in. Uh, so listen, everybody that's listening to us. I know we're coming up. We're, we're, I'm already past your time. And I want to be respectful of your time, but we have, uh, you know. I will have this all uh, written. This will all be on audio at the end of uh, by end of day tonight. I'll have it and it'll be uploaded to my audio podcast. That way you can share it out, you Thank guys. You. If you want to get a hold of them, so go ahead tell everybody your, your TikTok handle real quick.
2: Yeah. So if you guys want to follow me on TikTok, it's uh, Big is and then if you want to uh, go to my website, school.com. and if you don't mind, Mark, I would like to kind of share. Oh, Doug Mar, Mar-, 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 Mar- class. Okay, yeah. He came to 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 those. He
1: must have been. He must have came to the He, I guess, he's the the one that he's. If you remember him now, he does. He wears a Cadex phone. You know, he's got knives and stuff all over him. He would have been in. uh, Yeah, you were the guy that paid us in two dollar bills.
2: Yeah, I remembered him. (laughs) Now.
1: If he if he didn't pay my credit card, I guarantee you he paid in (laughs) two dollar
0: bills. I guarantee it.
2: I mean, why was he mowing me two dollars at a time? Like, what the heck is this about, man? <laughs> uh, no, so um, so if you don't mind, let me just plug in a couple of things. Um, I have I'm going to be at the Mid Autumn Festival here at Mount San Antonio College this Saturday and Sunday. Uh, we're going to be at booth number four, and if you want to come to the Doug Mercado seminar, right here, uh, the Wave the Karambit uh, uh, session two and three, Craft Dragon. I hope you can go. Um, it's going to be in San Francisco. Go to legacyfma.com forward slash Doug Mercado. There's still time to sign up and it's going to be a great event. Doug uh, Doug is one of my favorite people just all around, right? And one of the things, and if you don't mind me sharing this real quick, Mark, um, one of the things that makes him a really great guy on the very first seminar I hosted even back in 2016 and he was about to start teaching within 10 minutes. He, was, he had a list in his hand written on a piece of paper about the things that he wants to show, what, what he wants to show that day. And then he came up Francis. Do you think they would like this? Do you think they will? How about if I do this? What if I do this? He is he is that much aware, and he is that much like he's put so much thought in making sure that people learn and have a great time to his event. I mean, for somebody I, to I be to be that nervous about what he's going to be showing, because he cares, and that's why he's one of my favorite people. So, yeah, so thanks everybody again for allowing me. You so big boys screaming on TikTok, fmaschool.com. If you want to learn, take classes. If you want to buy the pad of sticks, it's, it's whack, whack. store. And then if, after this show, if you sign up, I mean, if you type in the code MATT10, you'll get a 10% discount.
1: It's awesome. Well, we appreciate your hour. You guys, uh, I'll have this out on audio for you by end of day. Let's thank Francis for his hour and, and uh, all I mean, his wisdom that I mean, we had today. But Excellent but I mean, show. You. Excellent show. Looking forward uh, to meeting in person. We'll do that real soon.
2: Yeah, brother. Take care, everybody. All
1: right
0: you've been listening to real talk with mark cox real life real topics real conversation we're passionate about motivation fitness self-defense weight loss